You know, when I was 18, 19, George Carlin kind of felt like uh, an intermediate step, like an early step towards thinking about the big ideas, because he wasn't just a comedian, especially like from the 80s onward, he was talking about uh, big political things. He was taught, there were times when he sounded almost like Noam Chomsky, the stuff he would say, the the bits he would do about language and the way that uh, the, the media uses language to manipulate us. You know, kindergarten Noam Chomsky. He's, <laughs> he's what you do before you get to Noam Chomsky. As well as, you know, there are times when he sounds kind of like the kindergarten Howard Zinn or uh, the kindergarten uh, Hunter Thompson or whatever. I, I sound like I'm knocking him, but I don't mean to because I went into this episode fully prepared to cringe a lot fully prepared to be like ugh boy I, this is this is a this is something best left in my past and you know while I will probably never love George Carlin like I loved him when I was 18 I do still like him uh, the stuff I revisited I enjoyed it quite a bit w- what's been your experience yeah I mean uh, you know it set off alarm bells for me when you said you wanted to do a Carlin episode because I think I, I was anxious that uh, you were gonna try to do some kind of revisionist take on him or something mm-hmm. but you know I was relieved that you enjoyed revisiting him um, and I certainly did as well. I will say that the the stuff of his that I find the funniest is often not the stuff that he did in stand-up specials. The stuff I like the most are the kind of audiobook uh, versions of, I guess, you know, prose works that he published. Like uh, Napalm and Silly Putty and yeah, When Will Jesus, Jesus Bring the, the Pork Chops. Uh, what was that? Brain Droppings is the other one. That's right. Yeah. And just, you know, these little observations, which oftentimes are not exactly funny, or at least not are not out laugh out loud funny, but which I, I find uh, incredibly enjoyable to, to listen to. I love his obsession with language and with words. Mm-hmm. And I know what you're thinking. You say, Jesus, he's not going to attack children, is he? Yes, he is. <laughs> he's going to attack children. And remember, this is Mr. Conductor talking. I know what I'm talking about. You know, it was interesting reading that because I've been thinking a lot about Norm MacDonald lately, given that he just died. And Norm MacDonald in his interviews took this very purist approach to comedy. He would always say, you know, I think I think the main job of a comedian is to be funny. And he would have such contempt for people like Bill Maher, who he repeatedly made fun of, who like wanted to appear smart, first and foremost. Whereas, of course, you're a big Bill Maher fan and (laughs) you took great umbrage to this. I mean, you know, I always tune in to find out what the new rules are, you know, so I can live my life accordingly. (laughs) And, you know, I I wonder what Norm MacDonald would have thought of George Carlin, because I like Norm MacDonald's perspective on this. I like the idea that comedy is enough. It doesn't have to be or it shouldn't become dynamic didactic when comedy is done well like there's enough in a laugh to convey all sorts of ideas but i am interested in carlin in these specials the sort of uh, verbal virtuosity the great care and thought that's put into the structure of these specials where you know in these later ones like jamming in new york um all of these ideas are introduced and they ultimately coalesce into this apocalyptic vision of america like there's there's genuine craft there even if it is didactic and not always funny 